The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. and welcome to First. My name's Jane Yee, and each week I'll be talking to a different guest about some of their firsts. We've got comedians, politicians, musicians, actors and more. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. This week I'm talking to comedian Pax Asadi. Let's start with some non-comedian stuff. Tell me about your first pet. My first pet was a fish, and I don't remember its name but it died very fast. <laughs> and the reason it died is because um, my dad got us a fish, he got us a goldfish, and he just put it in a, in a vase, like, you know, those see-through, like, quite wide vases that you could mistake for a fishbowl? He just threw it in that in some tap water. And I was like, as a kid, you're like, yeah, that's fine. It died within, like, four days. Um, but now we went to a um, pet store to buy my kids a goldfish, and we were like, hey, we want to buy a goldfish. And they were like, do you have the proper tank for it? And I was like, no, I'm going to put it in a vase. And they were like, you can't do that. It'll die. And I was like, oh, right, that makes a lot of sense. So RIP anonymous fish <laughs> that I don't remember your name. Tell me about your first car. My first car was a little Toyota Vitz. That was the first car my dad got me. Um, yeah, it was a granny car, but I liked it. Um, what's the uh, first bizarre rumour or gossip you heard about yourself? Ah, oh, that's a really interesting question. The, the first time there was a rumour about me was in, in intermediate school, my last year of intermediate, everyone said I had SARS <laughs> because I got a mosquito bite right here on my chin and I scratched it. This was on the weekend. I scratched it on the weekend. It got infected. And then it became a big, like, hole in my face. And it, like, got pussy. And I had to take go to the doctor and get it checked out. And so when I went to school and it was there, everyone was like, Pegs has got SARS. <laughs> Obviously not knowing the symptoms of SARS. SARS isn't, like, giant sores on your chin. Or maybe it is. I don't know. And then eventually my whole year, like, everyone was like, Pax has got SARS. Pax has got SARS. Tell me about the first album you ever bought. The first album I ever bought was um, Craig David, Born to Do It. And I think a lot of people would be like, this, is, this statement is insane, but I think it's the best album of all time. But I think you just do that once. With, like with the first album you buy, you just do that. Like you just become unfairly biased about that album. It's not the best album of all time, objectively, 
but subjectively, in my opinion, it's the best album of all time. It's banger track after banger track. Seven Days, Fill Me In, Rendezvous, Walking Away is the hit, but it's my least favourite song on the album. Um, tell me about the first time you felt like a real comedian. Wow. The first time I felt like a real comedian was when I was doing the comedy festival for the first time as a solo act. I had been nominated for the Ability Award, which in hindsight, I was not ready for it. Jane was asked to do a um, celebrity, like, who's your, fa- who's your pick of the, com- of the comedy festival type thing? And she picked me. And I was gobsmacked because I didn't think anyone would pick me. I couldn't believe it. And that was the first time I felt like a real comedian. When, when a celebrity was like, I want to see that comedian, that was the first time I was like, oh, I'm a comedian. Uh, what was your first paid product endorsement? It was um, Foursquare, a lovely, wholesome brand. Tell me about the first time you told your parents you wanted to be a stand-up comedian. Um, <clears throat> I was in the car. I was, the fr- I was 17 when I told my mum I wanted to be a stand-up comedian. And <clears throat> I was in the car driving. My mum's in the passenger seat, and I decided that, like, I need to tell her. So I go, Mum, I want to be a comedian. And I'm just, I'm just driving. I don't want to look at her because I know she's not going to be happy. And I, but I don't hear anything for a while, and then she just starts crying. I can just hear her crying. And then she just takes two breaths in, and then she just strikes me into my throat. <laughs> she just goes, she cries, she's like, <gasps> and then she goes, <gasps> kaboom, <laughs> right in my throat while I'm driving. I'm like, <laughs> I can't breathe on the road. It took them a long time to come around to it, but. Uh, what's the first sketch you ever loved? The first sketch I ever loved was Dave Chappelle's um, Prince sketch where Prince plays basketball with Charlie Murphy, who's Eddie Murphy's brother, who's passed away, rest in peace. But um, he, plays, he plays basketball with Charlie Murphy, and it's one of the funny sketches. It's such an absurd, kind of surreal sketch. It's even hard to explain with words. Like, the jokes, like, everything about it is just so weird but perfect, and you just have to go watch it. Just write, just write um, Dave Chappelle Prince, and it'll come up. It's so funny. What's the first big news event you remember? 9-11, because it changed my life. Yeah. Uh, 9-11 because it, I went from fun-loving, happy-go-lucky, like, Indian guy. I'm not Indian, but I, I look brown, so everyone was like, you're Indian. But I, it went from Apu to Osama, and so everything changed. That's why I remember it so vividly. And in what way did it change? It changed in the way my, the outside world perceived me. So I was, I was the references, the way, the, bully, the style of bullying changed. People would bully me for SARS and being chubby, and then they bullied me for SARS, being chubby, and you're a terrorist. Um, yeah, that's why I remember it, because I went from friends with everyone to, like, three people were my friends. And now four people are my friends. <laughs> When, what was your first really big gig? My first really big gig was the first time I did the New Zealand International Comedy Gala, about four years into my, four or five years into my career. Um, it was the first time I'd done a room like that, 1,800 people. And so, yeah, it was like daunting and scary, but it also, sorry, 16, 2016. But it, um, it changed my career because that, that set is a set that I did 
um, where I talked about how because of 9-11, I started to pretend that I was Tongan so that no one knew I was Middle Eastern and then I had to start to actually act like I was Tongan. That set, that set was the first piece of material I had ever posted online that went viral and it changed my career. Um, it took me to another level, which, yeah, so that, I have very fond memories of that. It was the biggest gig I'd ever done, but also it was the most pivotal gig I've ever done. Still to this day. First, first heckle? First what? Heckle. Okay. My first heckle. So, I'm four gigs into my comedy career. The late Ewan Gilmore is there. Incredible comedian who was, at one time, at the top of the New Zealand comedy mountain. I'm doing pretty well. Four gigs in. Ewan Gilmore is at the comedy club. He walks up to me after the gig and goes, hey, you're pretty funny. You should come open for me. And I was like, of course, I'm like, it's the guy from TV. Of course I'm going to open for Ewan Gilmore. The gig is where he lives. It's like really close to his house. He's just set up a gig. It's in the, um, I can't even remember where, it's, where it is, but it's near Hamilton. It's like a town near Hamilton. So I go there. It's, it's, in the, it's in the community hall that's like two minutes away from his house. I walk in. There's like 200 people there. It's packed out. And I'm meant to do four to five minutes before Ewan, and then he's going to come on. I go on stage. Remember, I'm four gigs in. I've done barely any stand-up. I walk on stage. I start talking. Nobody cares. Nobody's listening. Nobody's laughing. It's dead silent. Everyone's just looking at me like, we don't like you. About two minutes in... I haven't got a single laugh yet. It is so dead silent. Like, it's so silent that you can hear, like, the mouth. You know when someone's bored and they go, like that? You can hear that. That's how silent it is. <laughs> then a lady in the back has just had enough. She stands up and goes, mate, get off the stage. You're not funny. I go, this is bad. As a stand-up, this is wrong. Like now, it, when you learn the craft, you learn that this is not the response that you should do. But I yell, bitch, say that to my face. Don't say that. Bad move. That's a bad move. So she starts wading through the crowd towards me. She, in her mind, she's like, okay, then I'll say it to your face. So she starts moving through the crowd towards me, gets onto the stage. I'm, I should have left by now. I've had so much time to leave, but I'm just standing there. And she looks strong, like she looks like she could destroy me. She gets on stage and she takes a full-blown swing. Doesn't say a word, just takes a full-blown swing at my head. And I, it just misses me and I like get on the ground and just like scurry off stage like a cockroach. <laughs> I look on stage and she's got her fists in the air and everyone's cheering for her. <laughs> like she's the champion. <laughs> She gets off stage, you on a side of stage, dying of laughter. This is so funny to him. He can't stop laughing. This is the funniest thing that's ever happened. She gets off stage, and Ewan doesn't give me any advice. He doesn't say anything. He just walks on stage. And he was meant to do an hour, but he crushed for, like, almost two hours of just hot fire. And I was never the same. And then I grew a beard <laughs> to cover up my insecurities. <laughs> You've been listening to First, brought to you by the Spin-Off Podcast Network and Hexwork Productions. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you get new episodes as soon as they're released. And if you'd like to watch the video series of First, visit the Spin-Off TV on YouTube.
Kia ora e te iwi, te ai he Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.